everybody. Welcome to another fun edition of the podcast that accompanies LGBT plus advancing part of the Media Village universe. Um, one of the things you may not know about me is that I have been appearing on season seven, which is the 2021-2022 season of the hit TLC show, I Am Jazz. And it is a show that chronicles a young woman named Jazz Jennings and her family. She is transgender and what that experience has been and is for her life as she navigates the world as a transgender person and also as a young person in our current society. And as part of the cast, one of the most fun aspects has been hanging out with the crew that comes along with the cast. They are the people you do not see, but they are the people that are the reason you see the show. And today's guest is not just one of the crew people, he's one of the people that made us all look pretty. So today's guest is the director of photography of I Am Jazz season seven. Hi, Tommy Parfit. How are you? Good. How are you? I am fantastic. Could you tell us what a director of photography or DP actually does? Sure. Uh, director of photography pretty much uh, lights the scene or the area that we're filming in. Um, and then pretty much uh, the two cameras that are filming the show or three. Uh, basically gives the cameras their assignments of who they're going to be filming. And then basically we follow the action. Um, also, if there's any specialty cameras, it uh, tells the AC or the B camera to help uh, set up the, the specialty cameras and uh, also kind of gives direction to the B camera about what B-roll and establishing shots uh, I would like to see. And uh, I also work very closely together with our director, Katie Mose and our executive producer showrunner David St. John on what their vision is and then try to execute that. So what you see on television is what the scene should look like and what the producers are trying to convey, um, whatever it may be, whether it be, uh, it could be a scene between you and Jeanette, or it could be a scene with uh, Jazz and her siblings. And we're just trying to, um, sometimes it could be a serious scene with Jazz and her parents, or sometimes it could be a scene that's playful with like you and Jeanette going to a coffee shop and getting ready to do a boudoir photo shoot. So we're always trying to like set the mood and trying to also, um, you know, light and also trying to um, get the scene to convey exactly what the producers uh, are trying to get out of the scene. So pretty much what we do. So basically, for those of us who don't specialize in all of the, the lingo there, you're the reason that when somebody watches on TV, I'm not in the dark, and you get to see the reaction shots yes. when I say something outlandish and you see somebody's reaction, you're the reason yes. that the audience gets to see those, right? Yes, definitely. Um, there, I mean, also, um, I also like OTFs and interviews as well. And okay. that's, so, that's trying to make you all look very pretty. So we all well, look good on TV. Right. So anytime you're watching a reality show and there's an interview part, um, mm -hmm. whether it's an on the fly or OTF or something mm -hmm. where somebody's sitting on a couch or in a chair, the reason we all look like we're supposed to, and you can see our faces and we do look all pretty, is because the director of photography knows what they're doing. So, I would hope so. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah. Okay, so when you're watching season seven of I Am Jazz and y'all think that we all look pretty, it's because of this guy right here. <laughs> Thanks. Right? Um, hey, yeah. no, thank you. You made you're me welcome. look good. Absolutely. I wish you were here to light this, actually. I'm sure uh -huh. it would be much prettier than what I attempt to figure out. Yeah, so, my lighting setup is not exactly my favorite, but it's working for <laughs> right now. 
hey, as long as the eagle pride is shown behind you, that's really what matters here, right? Yeah. Go birds. Go birds. So in season seven, for those who haven't seen it, there's a big focus this season on allyship. And mm-hmm. we see that in a number of different cast members, myself included, and the way that we discuss what's going on, for example, in the Black trans community. And one of the, I think maybe the best episodes of the season, no, definitely the best episode of the season, mm-hmm. is the rally for Black trans lives and the acknowledgement that Black trans lives do matter. And as white people and as allies, I know for me, with your your camera on me, there was an experience of being a part of the allyship of that. And so I'm wondering for you behind the camera, what was that like to witness? Um, well, I, first of all, that whole episode is very powerful and definitely my favorite episode personally uh, from beginning to end. Um, I thought it was great to have Madison uh, come and support mm-hmm. the uh, Black Trans Lives Matter rally, especially after she had kind of a... I guess she was kind of questioning Jazz's transition, full transition. Right. And, so we're um, talking about T.S. Madison of the T.S. Madison Experience yeah. show. And yeah. also um, to add another name to this episode and conversation is the incredible activist Hope Giselle. Yes. And a number yeah. of other artists and activists all came together. For those who want to watch only this episode, yeah. this is season seven of I Am Jazz. I believe it's episode five. Yes. So... If you want to see all of that, we will try to not give you too many spoilers, but no promises as we discuss. So if you need to pause this podcast now, go watch the episode and come back. You can, but we'll try not to spoil too much. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, so I just, uh, <laughs> it's a great episode. And um, for me, just in general, uh, a, a white cis male who has been in the community as an ally, just very powerful. Um, uh, just I just was amazed that... Um, one, how the family handled the whole thing, but allowed Black trans lives voices be number one um, importance in the whole rally. Um, the rally itself really came together. For me personally, it was pretty a little challenging trying to get the coverage and everything, but at the same time, the meaning and the um, and just like the, the powerfulness of the whole rally itself was very moving. And just to see everyone come together for Black trans lives and that for Black trans lives, uh, was 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 really rewarding and great, and um, to see the emotion on everybody was it was just really powerful. It was really um, it was really uh, awesome to see, and I, I was moved by it. And um, I just it really gave me even more of an understanding and more of an acceptance uh, to the community and also to Black trans lives. So I thought it was it was awesome. Yeah, yeah I, I think the although the entire event was incredibly moving, I think. Every one of us as cast members were in tears once, if not twice. Um, there was no need for people to question about reality shows and are things being dramatized. There was no need for that. That was all authentic. Um, the piece in the statistic that forever stands out for me and that I give a lot now came from something that Hope Giselle said, and it was that the new and current research um, in 2021 about the life expectancy and the length of life for a black transgender woman in America right now, 21 years old. Wow. And that is due to self-harm and suicidality. It's also due to intimate partner violence. It's due Mm. to police brutality. It's due to not being able to have access to affirming healthcare services and support for whatever the health issues are. 
of a black trans woman, all of that. So when we think about how many of us are over the age of 21 and how much of our lives we've gotten to live and people we've fallen in love with and children we've seen born and all of these aspects of our lives that happened after we were 21, all of that gets missed by so many in this population. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely something that I'm always mindful about. It's something that stays with me and is something I think we all carry differently after being a part of that rally that we didn't know as much beforehand. I know that you've worked on a lot of reality shows. Could yep. you tell us even just a few of the other ones you've worked on? <laughs> uh, yeah, there's definitely ones that I'm proud of. And then there's definitely ones that um, I wouldn't say I'm not proud of, but uh, they're, they're typical reality shows, kind of like train wrecks. And sometimes I like them that way because that's what makes them so fun to work on. I love them that way. That's what uh, yeah, I mean, they're, me that's the best week. time. Um, I love like, the train wreck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Project Runway is definitely a show that I've worked multiple seasons on and I I love. It's one of my homes for a very long time. Unfortunately, it is now switched to uh, Bravo and I, that production company does not work on that show anymore. And a lot of my friends have moved on other things. And, but but I love my time on Project Runway. It's amazing. And um, also I worked on uh, America's Next Top Model. Um, I worked on Bachelor and uh, Bachelorette for a very short time. Um, how many seasons of Real Housewives? Oh, yeah. Well, that was getting to that. That's kind of like... It's a lot of people's favorite. It's Sometimes a lot of people's favorite. Wrecks, you're the best it definitely could be a train wreck. It is definitely one of my favorites. Um, I've worked on four seasons, or I believe four seasons, I believe, of New York. I've worked on uh, two in New Jersey as a day player. And just recently, I worked on uh, Potomac as a day player. And recently, I just worked on Atlanta on one of their trips that they traveled internationally. And that was my first time in Atlanta. So I've worked on uh, four of the uh, different uh, franchises. I guess it's franchises, right? I guess something like that. But uh, New York seems to always be my favorite. Um, I I just, it's like family to me. I've really enjoyed working for them for a very long time. Uh, Now to get to kind of the trashier or maybe the train wreck, uh, I've worked on a good amount of Jersey Shore family vacations, uh, which uh, it could be a train wreck, not so much for the cast always. Sometimes it's just a little bit, things are a little off the rails when it comes to the production because they like it that way. They like it to be a little rough and tumble and feel like it's a reality show. And uh, it is what it is. So, I mean, I've worked on stuff like that. Um, but they're kind of the main ones that come to mind right now. I mean, there's a slew of other ones, but they're I feel like they're the most notable uh, shows to mention. Okay, so yeah. for the ones that have been sort of the pretty production of, of America's Next Top Model or Project Runway and yep. the intentional train wreck, re- real reality, gritty raw realities yeah. of Jersey Shore and things. How is that different from working on a show like ours, like I Am Jazz, that oh. is based on one family and based so specifically on LGBT plus community and activism? Uh, I, I feel like Project Runway has a little bit of that in there because there are members of the community that are, you know, obviously designers, um, uh, mostly gay men and some lesbian women, uh, which is fine. Um, but um, it's just a little different. I think uh, jazz is a little bit more of a family oriented show that uh, but also has uh, the background, obviously, of the community involved. And um it's a little more intimate because there's a little bit less cameras. Um, there's also more emphasis on the family than there is a, a, a grander scale of 
of people outside the family. Like for instance, if you go to a party for housewives, there's two camera crews following two or three housewives where they could interact with anybody that's say in New York or let's say in New Jersey at some dinner party where on uh, jazz, it's a little bit more intimate where it's like there's crew, there's, there's cast members that are, well, there's family members mixed with friends of the family that are in one scene. There's not really uh, randos as we would call them. They kind of come <laughs> in and out and, and we're kind of seeing the shenanigans play out. It's kind of like the shenanigans in, inside the family and the friends that are, we're capturing or, or, the, or, or the, you know, the conversations that are happening inside the family. Uh, along with their friends. And I, I think it's a little bit different than those shows. I mean, Bachelor, obviously, or Bachelorette, it's obviously a dating show. So it's a little bit, it's confined. And yes, there's people dating for, you know, trying to woo one another, but it's not really outsiders. So I feel like, um, you know, every show is different. Uh, every uh, show is a different formula. So there's no really uh, rhyme or reason to any show. Um, mostly competition shows are obviously like here's somebody competing for something, they're your cast. Where like something in stock you follow, it can vary a little bit more, especially with the housewives. So, well, for and, those yeah. who like shenanigans, yeah. uh, I have been told, and it, it seems to stand in the way that the show has been airing, that the the instigator of shenanigans all season has been your girl right here. So. Yeah. For those who have not yet watched season seven of I Am Jazz, um, Tommy had a front row seat to my shenanigans. So, you know, but he made me look pretty while I was instigating. That much I could give you, even if you're instigating it in in a fun way. I mean, I I definitely making it light. I think that was good. Definitely making sure your, your, your girl, Jeanette, always had a good time. Always. Pushing her to her limit. I don't say her limits, but pushing her out of her comfort zone. And I think that is really something that she needed and because uh, she was stressed out with jazz going to college and or, or possibly going back to college. And then also yeah. with uh, being in nesters and um, you know sprucing it up a little bit for her hubby. So I think right. all those things are, are fun, good shenanigans to have. They're definitely right. not negative shenanigans. So for those who haven't tuned in yet, you just got a sneak peek of why you should turn in because yeah. the fun is happening. At the same time, I Am Jazz is nominated this year um, and has been in the past for GLAAD Awards mm-hmm. because there is the the reality that this reality show is many people's first introduction to having a friend who is transgender identified. And the the very real experience of what that means and how much of that is unique to someone who is trans and how much of that doesn't at all play into what the human experience really is Mm -hmm. and what that piece of that really looks like. And when we look at sort of that element we also have to look at what it means for ourselves as allies, what it means, whether we're people in front of or behind the cameras, whether we're people in front of a television set or a, or I don't even know if they're called sets anymore, um, in front of the computer or our phone screens while we're watching and what mm-hmm. that looks like. And so I have to wonder, you know, my whole career is based in allyship and activism, but for somebody who is a, cisgender, which means not transgender, and a heterosexual, classically attractive white man, what is that experience like for you in your allyship growing as you've been a part of the show? Um, well, just in general, I learned a lot about pronouns. I thought that was interesting. I didn't know what they or them meant. And then I met Sonny and I met Jack 
he's on the show who are the new episode five is part of yes. our, our and I was like, lives matter rally yeah so i don't want to give it away but i think about mm-hmm. you watch the show maybe you can figure it out i guess i, I don't know i i, I don't want to yeah. give too much away but I, I definitely learned a lot about pronouns i definitely learned a lot about why pronouns are stand for the what they stand for and including myself being him he him so I, I understand that and I and I actually embrace that on my social media. Um I think I've learned a lot about uh more about the transitioning of mm-hmm. people, whether it been even somebody like Noah, who's been a character who's throughout the show. Um I I mean I I guess I was aware that somebody could go from transition from a female to a male, but I never really Their physical met, bodies, yes. Physical bodies, but I never met anyone so i think meeting noah was interesting and really bonding with noah as a person um was great um i've had met transgender women in the past but um and i've been very close and friends with them but uh and i've been an ally for them not when i was younger and in the community i didn't realize it was called ally so i I guess i was an ally when i was in my 20s and didn't know it so uh, i i learned that what an ally is and allyship is so i thought that was um that that was interesting. Um, For those yeah. who are also interested, as a side note, in learning more about pronouns or mm-hmm. about the way that this community may need allyship, you can always check out so many of the articles in LGBT Plus Advancing. Um, those are articles and columns of mine that are written. Um, also, I've written a couple of books. Those are linked as well. So for those of you who are questioning what Tommy and I are talking about when we talk about pronouns and transitioning and all these terms, that's where you can find that intel. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm wondering too, I know we have to let you get back to work because there's always another set in need of you. If you are witnessing and when you witness discrimination within the LGBT plus community, what advice do you have for somebody who sees it and maybe hesitates because they're not quite sure what to do? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that that is something that I definitely think uh, from being on the show, my accept, I mean, I've always been pretty accepting in general, but I think even now working with jazz or around jazz and other people like Noah and uh, even T.S. Madison I and, and, and even Hope Giselle, just hearing their stories and knowing them even more as a person, like outside of a nightclub or outside, because most of the people I met were mostly in nightclubs and partying and things like that, but actually knowing these people as people and realizing that like, you know, you understand them and then seeing how, you know, the, the struggle that they've been through, uh, whether it been jazz in school or, um, you know, T.S. Madison Hope just in general, like throughout life, uh, whether it been, you know, their past, whatever they did in their lives. I don't want to get too far in that, but, um, you know, the struggles they have with, um, even with relationships and some of the actual members uh, or people who were on the mural, you know, how one of them actually passed away from, from a, a lover who actually unfortunately murdered that person. So just understanding like the, the, the struggles that they go through every day in society, you know, I just made me more aware and more accepting to them as people. And even with my children, like um, I have a, I have a, a person who's transgender and I'm actually trying to teach my children, like, you know, you're going to come across people who are transgender in your in, in everyday life. And, and how do you address them by pronouns and how do you address them by people and how you treat them as people. And I think that that's, I think that's the major thing. It's, um, it's unfortunate that they've gone through so many terrible things or, or struggles in their lives. And it's, I think it's up to us 
to understand them as people and try to make them feel more accepted in society. And the more people who can do that, the more comfortable they'll be and we'll be happy. <laughs> so, yeah. And the safer yeah. everybody in our whole society is, yes, exactly. it's, it's better for everybody. Yeah. It's not an us versus them. It's always an all of us kind of thing. 100%. Okay. So you've now spent several months with, with the family and, and, witnessing my shenanigans and I, I've got to know in all honesty before we let you go back to your regularly scheduled life uh-huh. if we're lucky enough to get a season eight yeah are you done with us or are you on board no I would come back easily no problem yeah I would love to come back uh I love the family uh Jeanette's always been welcoming uh OG, I'm sorry, Greg, I know you call him OG. Uh, Greg has given me his trimmer, even though the kids, I think, stole the little attachments. But I mean, he's going, hey, the, 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 you know, the fact that he uh, wanted to help me out, I appreciate it. So, you know, I mean, I, they've been always so nice to me. They're amazing. They're such nice people. Um, the kids are very respectful, very nice, whether it be uh, Sander Griff. Uh, obviously jazz and also Ari, um, they're sweethearts and you're amazing too. So you guys make it easy for me. Um, I think one day I think Sander or oh God, I forget. I, I feel like it was Sander, but they're like, Oh, you guys are, you're probably sick of us by now. You can't wait to get out. And honestly, I was like, no, no, I, I'm okay. You guys are great. There's no problem. I never felt like, um, like awkward or never felt like uh, I didn't want to be hit, be there. So, you know, I would be there in a second, especially if my, my good friend, David St. John, who brought me on to the show would come back. Uh, I would, I mean, I love him. He's one of my dearest friends. So yeah, I think uh, overall it was a very good experience. Well, that is an exclusive scoop from somebody <laughs> right there behind the camera, but on the yeah. front lines. And as much as I would keep you forever, if you would let me, oh, it is time for us to wrap up another fantastic podcast of LGBT plus advancing part of the incredible Media Village family. Tommy Parfit, director of photography. You make me look pretty. You make oh, us all look good. Not that hard. <laughs> oh, you're the best. You Y'all tune in for another episode coming up soon. I can't promise that person will make me look as pretty, but I'm going to keep this one around as long as I possibly, possibly can. Have a great rest of your day, everybody.